Hello, my beautiful friends. How are we doing? It has been quite a while since I've recorded something and really just been here with you. Um, yeah, I feel like I've just been kind of, I've been growing and expanding. I'm sure like freaking all of you with, you know, the pandemic and BLM and this and this and this and that. And, um, I'm just, I needed some time and space to allow myself to, um, grow into my new, my new skin. Um, I mean, so much so that like even some of my friends are like, whoa, like, where have you been? What's going on? It's like, well, I'm still showing up, you know, for my clients. Totally. I'm still showing up, you know, on the gram. Totally. It's just been more like, I have been needing to readjust to like all of the growth that's been happening and it's been great. Um, it really has, but there, this really sparked the, um, kind of thought in my head that as a leader, I wish I had known this sooner that you get to redefine what leadership means for you. You get to ask for help. You get to be vulnerable. You get to surrender. You get to trust your intuition over logic. You get to do less. You get to, you know, get to a place where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing or what's next or what's this or what's that. Or like, okay, I've reached this place and now what? You know, um, it was, I think, I think what's happening is that there is a lot of, you know, we know the old paradigm is being shattered. Yes. But I also think that there's like all these different parts within the paradigm that we didn't even realize were like dense until we're like, why does this not feel good anymore? Wow. Right. And, um, one of those for me was that like, I'm supposed to have this figured out as a leader or, oh, here was another big one. Um, just because I, and I used to do this, I used to see, you know, people who were making like 30 K a month, 40 K a month and put them on a pedestal and be like, they've got something figured out there. They, they don't have as many blockages or they don't have you know, this or that or whatever. And I was putting it on a pedestal instead of realizing like, no, you could be making a lot of money and still have like so much shit you haven't worked out. Right. Or, um, you know, you could be in a great partnership, but also have no idea what you're doing in your business. Right. And so in my old way of thinking that I didn't even realize was kind of there, there was a lot of this, like, I can't be vulnerable. I can't show that I don't know what I'm doing. I can't really even talk about my investments because then what are people going to think about me and blah, 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 blah. And asking for help, being vulnerable, surrendering, those are things that like I would have not dared to fully explore like two years ago. As much as I was have been investing over years and years and years, it felt like I almost, um, to my clients, like I, I had to put up a front of like, 
I, I, in order to hold somebody in order to be there for them, that I had to somehow become like non-human perfect. And that's a lot. That's a lot to carry. That's also not relatable. That's also not authentic. And it's just a dense energy. It's like that old, you know, I would never, I, I would never say or think or feel that I was like better than anyone and by any means, or I hate the whole guru paradigm and concepts. But I do think that many healers and space holders and coaches and consultants, without even realizing it, were grandfathered into some sort of guru paradigm. Right? Like you look at Tony Robbins and you have no fucking idea like what shitty things he goes through. <laughs> you look at Tony Robbins and I I love what Tony Robbins like talks about and all the things, but I'm just saying like it's so not relatable to me. He is so not relatable to me because I'm like, but like, are you ever, I mean, do you ever just like want to like lay down and watch Netflix and like not talk to anyone or no? Oh, okay. That's just, oh, that's just me. Okay. Got it. You know what I mean? Uh, and there's been, and you know what it is? It's at the core, it's realizing, oh my gosh, you care. I, I cared so much about um, approval in some way or another. And, and I think that, you know, this desire for approval somehow keeps you in this weird loop of like perfectionism. And then if it's not perfect, because you desire someone's like approval, like, you're just not going to do the thing. And so the podcast kind of felt like that for me, in one way or another, where it's like, I have to show up as the most like woke conscious, like person here and, and in order to be a good leader. And it's like, well, or I can just be myself, which is perfect in its own right. It's exactly, you know, to the right, you know, individual, what I have to say, my personality and my level of awake, awake, wokeness is, is great. And exactly what they might be looking for. So it feels like it alleviates this tension and it makes it more inviting and exciting for me to show up in a podcast and bring you all the value that I know that I can bring you. Um, and it's really interesting because I, I had this revelation a couple of weeks ago where I was like, oh, I kind of want a podcast again. I want to start podcasting again. And then I was like, why is this coming up? And I was really thinking about how like I have a stellium in the, in the third um, – house, um, of communication, Gemini. Um, and I was like, interesting, like that definitely makes sense as to like why I'm really chatty. And, you know, sometimes I think, oh, are my Instagram stories like too long? It's like, there's, I have so much I want to say, but sometimes I feel like the stories aren't like the best platform sometimes. Um, whereas when you're listening to a podcast, you're already in the mindset that you're going to be listening to something for like X amount of time, you know, um, a chunk of time. And I was like, huh, okay, I'm learning something about myself. My energy really um, thrives in situations where I get to like be chatty and talk and um, use my throat chakra. Um, as a Taurus, it's my erogenous zone. That's like my, my power center. And yeah, so... It was, yeah. So I had that thought. And then today 
um, it was reflected back to one by one of my uh, friends and mentors. She was saying like, you know, you have to, you have to do things that fit into your energetic signature. And she was talking about herself and I was like, yeah, that's like my second sign that I need to be, that I get to be podcasting, but from a totally different place of, and not that my other episodes were like in any way inauthentic, but more so, um, more so, okay, sorry, I just got a text. <laughs> um, but more so from a place of like, yeah, I don't care if I'm stepping on toes. I think that was the difference. Nothing about my other, uh, you know, episodes were inauthentic by any means, but it was more like, oh, I want to say the right things because leaders are saying the right things not to, you know, you have to be political and make sure that like you're not offending anyone. And it's like, I think that's out the door now. And it's interesting because with everything that's going on in the world with mask, no mask, protest, no protest, anti-racist, or just like, you know, this or that, or like the black square, no black square. Um, what else, you know, all the stuff, quarantine, no quarantine, reopen, blah, 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 social distance, no social distance. It's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And so I rather just be standing for myself and in my fullest expression, which is what I teach and, uh, have the right people in front of me than have a bunch of randos that some agree and then like most don't you know what I mean like I rather just I don't know I just don't care anymore I mean I I I don't care about whether I offend my in-laws whether I if people understand me I don't care (laughs) you know what I and, and here's the thing what's so interesting and I wonder if you can relate to this is that as a kid and as a teenager I really didn't care what people thought about me and what happened was that I was burning a not burning a lot of bridges, but it was more like, um, okay, I'll I'll take this for example. I used to always be like really straight up. If I didn't like something, you could tell. I always wore my sleeve, you know, emotion on my sleeve. People probably still say that about me. Um, and I remember my best friend giving me the reflection, and she wasn't the only one. Um, there was, you know, my group of best friends. You'd be like, yeah, you know, you're kind of you're kind of conceited or like you're kind of a bitch. Like when you don't like something, like it's so obvious or if you don't get your way, this or that, right? So these were the voices of 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds telling me all of these things. And I was like, whatever, like I'm not even, what do you mean? Like this is because I never was coming from a bad place. I was always, um, I was always just being myself, but to other people who had their own, shit and were projecting on me, it, my confidence came off as wanting to be self-centered. My directness came off as I'm a bitch. Um, my ability to question narratives to teachers and other friends and parents came off as a know-it-all or like a rebellious like person or whatever. And that's fine. I have no like rancor for my friends or anything like that because I realized that they were just doing the best that they could for what they knew at that time. Um, but what happened is that as I got older, I started to get in my head and being like, oh, do people not like me? Or And then I remember my best friend being like, oh, well, 
you know, when people really know you, they love you, like they adore you. But all, like when people are first getting to know you, like you just like come off kind of mean or like kind of like a, you know, a bitch. And she said it in the most loving way. I, I, again, I appreciate that. I, I really did appreciate the feedback. This is now around 17, 18, 19 age. And uh, so around then I was like, oh, well, I don't want people to feel that way because I was really awakening. I mean, I, I was awakening throughout my life, but around 17, 18 was when I was like really, really learning about the law of attraction and the power of words and hypnosis. And so I was like, I don't want people to feel that way. I want people to leave hanging out with me and like feel really loved. And, and I was coming into this, this healer role. Um, but I thought that being a healer meant like, like love and peace and tranquility, like all the time. And so in doing that and stepping into that new role, I started to overthink my words all the time. I was always highly aware. And especially because my intuition was developing strongly, greatly at the time, because that's, I really wanted to work on that. I wanted to, you know, as a healer, refine my intuition, which means that my ability to empathically feel was also expanding. And I started to feel literally in my body when my directness would hurt someone's ego or when um, me just being my regular, big, you know, joyous self made other people feel small. So I started to really like realize when that was happening. And so I began to literally censor my expression, my words and all the things. Not to mention that like karmically and unconsciously, there are things that are at play, right? Like being big and bright and being the center of attention can feel unsafe when you have karmic um, past lives around, you know, persecution for your gifts. I actually even remember being a kid and my mom telling me she used to have dreams that she was a witch and she was like in a place which she would describe as very green, like lush. She was like, it looked like maybe it was like Ireland, like what I imagined to be Ireland or something, or maybe Scotland or England. And she was like, I, she just remembers that she was running and running and running towards the castle. And there was people coming after her, like ready to burn her. And she says that she remembers dying. Okay. My mom is someone, and she, she says that this is a dream that she always had a reoccurring dream. And mind you, my mom's like a devout Christian. So what I know to be true and is that that was most likely a, a memory of a past life. And even when I've, you know, talked to her about that, she's like, yeah, you know, you might be right. Like it's possible. She's a, and she's a sensitive healer herself. And what I learned and what was being passed down to me, I remember I always have been told I have like this big cackle of a laugh, which is true. Like I'm just, when I'm really comfortable, I'm just being myself completely. And I remember growing up and my mom would say to me um, in Spanish, she, well, the translation would be, um, don't be so scandalous. No seas escandalosa. So she would tell me, like, don't be so scandalous. 
you're scandalous is so like, or I'm sorry, your laugh is so scandalous. Like, oh my gosh, you're bringing so much attention to yourself. And I'd be like, so I'm, I'm just laughing. Like I'm just being myself. But that was her way of trying to protect me and keep me safe. And I've had several clients have some sort of iteration of that. They've had some sort of parent or cultural norm or generational norm or gender norm or something that that doesn't allow them to be in their fullest expression because it doesn't feel safe. You know, if you want to look at root chakra safety and primal energy, we're going to think about how um, if we were hiding from predators, hiding was the best way for survival. And if you were just out and about in the middle of the field, a predator could hunt you, right? So hiding our voice, our expression, not wanting to step on any toes, not wanting to um, show up in the way that we know we're supposed to be showing up or that we feel driven to show up is a form of survival. And guess what? When you're in survival, you're not thriving. And so I have expanded in so many different ways in my relationships and my the way I love myself and the way I'm showing up for my clients and my business and my family and my home. And yet I'm still aware of the things that haven't been growing. And when I ask myself, why is it that all these things are growing, but this one thing isn't? Why haven't I fulfilled this goal that it feels so um, elusive in some way or another? And I realize there's no way I can be a vibrational match to that thing if I am surviving and not thriving. So this podcast is a declaration for myself and it's an invitation for any of you who have been feeling into a very similar energetic around um, your your safety, your gifts, your expression, and, and realizing the unconscious patterns and stories that have been coming up that are absolutely not serving you anymore, right? You have to, you're the only person who can take ownership over that. I could, I could be hypnotizing you and making you a hypnotic track and you know why it wouldn't work? Because you haven't made that decision yet. The decision must come first. And once you've made that decision, then the change process can occur. So Today, my invitation for you is to decide, is there something in your life that isn't growing because you are stuck in survival? I'd love to know. You guys can always message me on Instagram. I'd love, love, love when people tell me they've heard my podcast and they message me and we create friendship. Like I'm here to have community. I want the ascension vortex to be a community. So I love you so much. That's what I needed to say today. I'm probably going to be on here 
more often now that I feel like I've really moved through this. So thank you guys so much for being my mirrors and my reflection. Love you. Have an amazing rest of your day. Hi there. Just before you go, I wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you are loving the show, loving this episode, please share it with your friends, share it on your social media, on your stories. It will really help this show and our audience to grow. You can tag me at nataliegranja underscore. If you're feeling the call to work with me personally, you can find me at nataliegranja.com. During this ascension process, it is vital to surround ourselves with other high vibration beings that can propel us into our most abundant timeline. You never know what impact you can make by sharing this community with someone you know.